What's up, everybody? Welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. I'm DJM. I'm occasionally called David. You can call me either one. I'll probably answer to both. My co-host, Count Jack McAllister Noir Dalton II. What's up, Jackson? Thank thank you for doing APOS again with me. It's it's just great to have you on this podcast and just just to talk to you again. What's up, Jack? Your failures are your own. Oh, an old man. Oh, sorry. I was talking to myself. Uh, hi, David. Uh, wow. I'm glad to be back on APOS. This has been great. Uh, things have been something, but I'm here. And that's all that matters because it's a podcast of some sort. And I think we talk about anime, but we're not alone again. Well, we're, we're not alone. We have a guest on the show this time uh, coming to us from her personal anime corner somewhere in the country of Australia. It's Lita Kino, everybody. Lita, thank you so Hello. much for joining us. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Good evening, good night, good morning, where anyone is in the world, whenever you're listening to this, I'm known as Lita Kino. <laughs> yes, you are, Lita. You are a most prolific blogger, and you are also, and this title is so amazing, an otaku warrior for liberty and self-respect. That is a fantastic title. And you're also the host of Senshi Annie Girls with friend of the show, Shay Tari, uh, my co-host on It's In Season. So thank you again for joining us. And uh, let's just jump in and talk about some things that were happening in the weeaboo space, shall we? Uh, first oh, story, yeah. th- this, this is actually like... The last episode, we actually had like a real legit big news story. And, and now we got another one, Jack. This is actually like legit ass news and it's awesome. <laughs> ANN got hacked, Jack. Did, did you see this? Oh, geez. Oh my gosh. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. looking at the article right now, but beforehand I was just going, what? Yeah. A couple <laughs> oh of weeks ago, Anime News Network, the, the big site, ANN, that every anime fan at least in the U.S., knows of and goes to on a regular basis, got hacked. Uh, it was through some kind of social engineering, and and, uh, and something happened where their website got compromised. Uh, also, one of their social media accounts, uh, one of their Twitter accounts, because they have two, got hacked as well. And from what I can tell, this was about two weeks ago, the actual AnimeNewsNetwork.com domain is still down, and they're using a different domain name, AnimeNewsNetwork.cc. Now, this was actually huge. Like, whoa. It's always crazy when a site as big as this gets hacked. So I I was just blown away that it happened. And when it was explained by Zach Birchie on Twitter, uh, I was just kind of blown away. Uh, Lita, did you see this story? Did did you see this happen? (laughs) Yes, I did. Um, I was looking at Twitter while having my breakfast usually, and um, yeah, I saw this massive hack. And I, I, on a daily basis, I'm always looking at Anime News Network myself, and um, you know, it was like one of those ones like, "Whoa!" Did not think you'd get hacked. Like, I did not think that at all. No, me either. But when it's a site as well known as this. It's it's so huge and it's it's really crazy because at the same time you think that the people running a site like this have people that are 
savvy enough and are aware of what's happening on the internet around them. But it, it's, it's so crazy to me that things like this still happen with large websites, but they do, they, they still do. And as it stands right now, I think the original anime news network.com domain is still out of commission. Uh, and there's really no way of knowing when they'll be able to get it back. They've been working with the internet provider, their domain provider and all of that, but that's wild. That is so wild. Uh, Jack, you're, you're just catching up on this. Uh, you're seeing this and you gotta be as shocked as I was. I, I am shocked. And, uh, it's not just, uh, one of their, uh, main Twitter accounts. It looks like a handful of personal accounts in the statement were also compromised. So that's, uh, that is a lot of stuff. Like, you know, whatever is responsible for this i don't want to assign it whoever like you know it whatever happened uh this is extremely serious and uh that that is such a shame and it's it's still out of commission it's been a couple of weeks that is yeah. oh my gosh the only thing right i can they're... say is yeah right now we're Right now, it's still AnimeNewsNetwork.cc is the domain they're using. Um, the .com domain is still out of commission, and it looks like it might be indefinitely. Yeah, this is really intense. Whatever happened was pretty darn severe, and uh, gosh, I, you know, uh, I'm not even much of a peruser of ANN. I usually go to Crunchyroll for all my news and releases now, but uh, ANN is still a big thing for a lot of people, a lot of ways, and we have gotten a lot of. Uh, apos stories over the over the years for uh from here so it this is gosh i i honestly just don't know what to say except for i just wish them the best of luck with that because honestly with you know how hard that you work on a website and you make it such a you know a prolific part of uh you know nerd news and such and uh you know you build up up a, a team and a forum and everything you know that that's got to be devastating so i i just you know i gotta i gotta put my you know my hat out for the people who are uh you know suffering from this who are trying their best to just uh you know pick up the pieces from it but gosh i man I, How, however you feel about anime news network and the content they produce you've got to remember that there are people that work on that website for a living as part of their livelihood and now that is in jeopardy uh, or, or at least yeah, it th was this... in jeopardy so that that really sucks for some of them and mm. all you can do like is like can be compromised but not compromised and yeah. can be a little bit polarizing for some people um i'm not a big fan of their you know uh personal stuff but people are obviously putting passion and love into it and that is you know I, I just wish them the best of luck and hope that, um, you know, there's a breakthrough. If not soon, then they take their time, really, you know, pay attention to everything, you know, get the details all nailed down. But gosh, that is that is really a shame. And that is that's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that got compromised. Well, good luck to them. That's all I could say. Yeah. Good luck. No doubt. <laughs> uh, Jack, uh, we, we do have some other news. Uh, we do. You and I are, are on the same page and have been on the same page about this for quite some time. <laughs> uh, an old quote-unquote favorite of ours, Jack and I's, Hayao Miyazaki, has decided once again to come out of retirement and he joins Studio <laughs> Ghibli. He 
he's like that old cop in all these all these shows that we know. Just like he's always two weeks from retirement, or maybe he's finally gone home to his family. They <laughs> pick him up at the birthday party. Like, you're a hard man to find, Miyazaki-san. Not the hard enough. Being in I... the police force was a mistake. And the the man who was once memified for saying anime was a mistake who's been notorious for being uh, the leader of the grumpy old anime director club. He he goes away, he says he's retiring, and then he comes back, then he goes away, and then he retires, and now he's coming back again. Lita, you've been following this. Have you, have you seen Miyazaki and his, his ongoing battle with retirement in Studio Ghibli? What do you think? <laughs> Uh, yes, I have. I've seen it him like on and off. I mean, I'll admit I was distraught a bit, like when you know he said he was going to retire after his um, last film, to twenty thirteen, The Wind Rises, came out. I've still not seen that movie yet. I still got to watch it. I did see it. I did see it uh, when it came out. I will say uh, for Jack and I. Uh, we kind of share a similar opinion on Miyazaki movies in that they are usually beautifully and exceptionally animated, albeit being a bit slow story-wise mm-hmm. and just pacing, storytelling, very slow, mm-hmm. very slow. I, will I saw say it in a theater. I did see it on a big screen in a theater, so it was absolutely beautiful. Just storytelling-wise, it was... Very slow. It was, in my opinion, probably the best of the recent Studio Ghibli movies. But at the same time, it still suffered from all of the Miyazaki tropes. Uh, I Mm -hmm. I can say I would recommend it, especially if you have a big screen. It is a very beautifully done movie. The Wind Rises, yeah. Um, I I recently watched an old one that a lot of people always told me to watch uh, because I had a Best Buy gift card and uh, I already had basically 90% of the movies that had a vague interest for me. So I bought uh, Grand Budapest Hotel and uh, Whisper of the Heart and The Cat Returns because they were all like five bucks. And I finally watched Whisper of the Heart, which is a much older film. I think one of his first, if not his first, I do not know his full history but uh i'd say that was actually a little bit more solid like i think his early stuff is pretty uh, it's it's simpler looking because you know he's still kind of getting his visual style down but whisper the heart uh if you're someone in a relationship with somebody else who has creative aspirations that you both do, but they're not necessarily the same thing like say one of you is a writer and the other says i'm gonna you know be a musician uh it it really nicely encapsulated uh how that uh how that relationship can go it was still very stilted in fact there were a lot of times when it was really bizarre and they had an unhealthy obsession with country road take me home to the place where i belong you know for for an anime movie but you know dub's gonna dub yo anyway uh i recently saw that and uh you know, he's he's got stuff. He's got some stuff. But David, uh, we've talked about this before with the short that he had been working on because yes. it was it was a shock that he was going to work on something CGI because I told you, I think, of the quote where he said uh, the computer is 
is not it's not something I'm interested in. I do not want it to be real. I do not want it to be true. It is a fantasy, so it must be fantastic. It must make it interesting. And now he's like, ah, no, CGI. And even more so, it looks like Borrow the Caterpillar, which was the, the CGI short project in mind uh, in question, is now being developed into a full movie. Still CGI. So um, I'm going to throw it to uh, I'm going to throw it to the other two here. What do you guys? Because I definitely have thoughts. <laughs> Lita, what do you think? Uh, Miyazaki, noted old traditionalist with his animation, uh, did a CGI short, and now Burrow the Caterpillar is going to be made into a full-length feature CGI film. Well, what do you think? Um, honestly, I'm not done like a whole lot of research about Bora the Caterpillar. Um, so I don't like, I don't know like much about it. Like I'm very curious as the title says about a caterpillar. Um, I've always found Miyazaki's work very, um, interesting. I have in some of the, um, directions that he's taken in, in terms of like animation, like throughout any of his all these twenty two films that he's done, including the shorts and everything, um, not seen like all of them, but I I don't I like I like his I like his animation style. I do actually. I find it I find it quirky, and I just find it differently from like sort of typical different typical anime. It's nothing like it's nothing like overly or over the top. It's very to me like kind of simplistic it is. And as you were talking about earlier about the storytelling in Ghibli movies itself, that you that it, you find you both find uh, that it's like slow pay slow paced it is. I actually like the slow pace um vibe in all the films I do. That's what Ghibli's about. Ghibli's about really good storytelling about real life and good realism. And I like that about Studio Ghibli, that it just it does know how to tell a story reflecting realism. Like when I, I recently watched um, not too long ago My my Neighbor Totoro because I had never, never seen that. I had in one of the very first Studio Ghibli films. And I really loved – it was a simple little cute tale it was about, you know, to how having little young adventures. I can't remember the name of the two girls. I can't, but um, it was just a really cute story, and the and the pacing was really good. And um, I I can I just yeah, that's my thoughts on it. I've well, actually never seen my ta- neighbor Totoro, my Tabor Notoro. <laughs> I haven't seen either of those uh, myself, so um, I know I always get people recommending it, but uh, I might eventually take a look okay. at that one because okay. yeah. In any case, yeah, for some people, the slow pace, I, I will never, and I know David agrees that we would never say, oh, you know, you, oh, no, you can't I, enjoy slow pace. For not. sure, there, there's a market for it. There's a market Most for it. Most people know a lot, I, of my, a lot of my favorite anime shows, series, are very much of the slow-paced sci-fi shows. So for me, that's far from a negative. That's far from a knock. So Absolutely. I, I, I didn't mean it yeah. in that regard. Oh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Lita, I will also say, since you mentioned that you had just recently seen My Neighbor Totoro, uh, it looks like uh, others in Australia will also get the chance to see all of the other Studio Ghibli movies. Is that right? There, There's this story here. 
Yes, that is correct. Um, the, um, all, there's currently a special little movie festival for Studio Ghibli here. It actually started just last Thursday um, on the 24th of August. They are showing in all theatres here in Australia all complete 22 Ghibli films. That's like including also um, like um, the, the Kingdom of Dreams and Madness, which is going sort of behind the scenes in Studio Ghibli it is. And they're showing a couple of little shorts of um, Ghibli that no one's probably ever seen before. That happened on the opening night, I believe it did. So um, anyone who's not had a chance to see any of the Studio Ghibli films, it's, yeah, it's a really, really good chance. So I'm thinking about going myself to see In the Wind Arises just so i can see it <laughs> i can it. <laughs> say that if you do get the chance to see the wind rises in a theater or really most of the ghibli films in a theater setting they're they're absolutely worth it they they really I, really are i would pay anything to see howl's Whistle in theaters because that's my personal favorite because i think the story actually really well suited the animation and they did a really good job designing the characters <clears throat> sorry for a uh, a really beloved childhood book of mine uh it, it's um that would be a really great uh experience i think now david i actually there was there was something the kingdom of uh the the, the kingdom of madness and dreams is that what it's called i forget dreams and madness uh, yeah the in the mounts of the in the mountain of the mountain king <laughs> In the halls of the Mountain King. Um, David and I watched that. I think maybe a year or two ago on uh, Netflix. Yes, yes, we did. And that is where I think it had finally dawned on me that Hayao Miyazaki is an interesting old man. <laughs> uh, he he's definitely got some quirks to him. So that you know maybe people don't think they're the documentary type, but uh, for just to see you know. Know, such an influential guy like that in in such a candid way the way he behaved he's sur- so surly and uh constantly just he said something there was somebody who was coming up to him with um some cleanup sketches of a scene he had drawn and said something like uh do you think this is good enough and he said well if i didn't i wouldn't pay you or something something <laughs> equally equally he didn't even smile or he was just so oh dry God. about it just like you could tell he was being serious um but if if people you know are in you know have that opportunity to see that as well it's it was you know it's also very slow but it's kind of mimicking you know the artist that it is uh tributing to and I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't remember a whole lot about it. But uh, For uh, my money, you know. if you get the chance, uh, if you're in Australia and you're listening to this, Princess Mononoke is the one that I would recommend. I feel like that is pretty much a Studio Ghibli movie at its finest. It has great animation, great casting, a really strong story from start to finish. Princess Mononoke, I, I saw it when I was young. I've watched it a few times since then. That that one for me still holds up. That still stands the test of time. And I would say Princess Mononoke, and really just all of them, if you can get to see any of them in the theater especially, that is a real visual spectacle that won't disappoint. Uh, and you, who knows, you might get a little taste of Burrow the Caterpillar and see what might be in store, even if 
Miyazaki doesn't seem all that excited about it if he mentions anything because he he doesn't get excited about many things he he just kind of does them uh, with <laughs> even his last few movies they they all seemed like a massive chore for him to get through all of them he and, was so close to die I, oh poor guy and he he keeps coming back he keeps coming back well uh he could either lie around and wait to die or uh he could you know keep contributing artistically i i honestly uh i mean it'd be nice <laughs> this, this is gonna be a little bit of a jab at him i mean not that we haven't been taking jabs but you know if if maybe if he enjoyed spending time with his family then maybe he wouldn't have to run off and make more movies that he doesn't want to make <laughs> Oh, Hayao, uh, Miyazaki-san, uh, you know, you do you. <laughs> we'll see how this turns out. He, Interesting he's complicated. He, he is complicated, but that's okay. We're all complicated in our own way, and maybe it's Borrow true. the Caterpillar won't be so bad. Uh, uh, so there's more stuff in Australia. Sticking with Australia, appropriately, because we have Lita on the show, uh, there is something uh, happening with Mad Men, uh, and... The legendary studio shaft. Uh, tell us about this one, Lita. You saw this story. Uh, yes, I did. And um, recently it was announced at Smash. Uh, that's Smash 2017. That's the Sydney anime mango, sh- uh, manga expo here. It's one of the ma- most massive anime conventions here. And um, they announced that um, with Shaft uh, that they are famously known for Madoka Magica, which I've not seen yet. And, you know, keep getting recommended it all the time. Um, they Australia will be screening in cinemas soon the most anticipated one a move, romance fantasy movie by Shaft, which is called Fireworks. Now, have you guys heard about this? Um, so a movie you have probably a lot through news feeds and stuff through Crunchyroll and Anime News Network probably uh, I have heard of it but I will say that I'm someone that is still riding the wave that has come from your name but I have heard of this one yeah, yes uh, I, I have heard of it as well yeah, I watched a couple of the trailers for it and um, it looks very interesting and I, th- I love the animation for it I do. I am a fan. I am a fan of Shaft's work. I am. I do like the animation. And if you guys want, I'll read you the synopsis because actually I don't believe people actually know what it's about because I've looked at some articles and they've not even put the synopsis down of what it's about, if you don't mind. Go for it. Okay, so one summer day in a seaside town, two students, and I'm probably my Japanese pronunciation is not very good, just so you know, uh, Norimichi and Yusuke meet their crush, Nazuna. (laughs) Oh, terrible! Nazuna at the pool. The boys have a swimming race to impress Nazuna. Norimichi loses but finds a mysterious ball in the water. Yusuke wins and is asked by Nazuna to go watch the fireworks get together. While the boys argue whether fireworks are round or flat, where view sideways, Nazuna tells Norimichi she was going to ask out whoever won the match. However, her true aim was to run away and elope with the winner to get away from her mother's remarriage. 
So it's kind of definitely wrote, there's definitely a fantasy element in there. I'm curious about like the fireworks thing where it says go round or flat when viewed sideways. And then we have a little romance sort of plot going here, like eloping. It's like, ooh. <laughs> okay, I, I am intrigued. And looking at, at some of the the photos, you'll see mm-hmm. a, a fantastic photo, and we'll have this in the show notes, of who I'm assuming is Nazuna uh, sitting at the pool. And then yeah. looking down, you'll see uh, Nazuna in, in, a, um, in a kimono with fireworks in the sky and the reflection in the water. So I'll say that the visuals are, are very intriguing. This definitely looks like an interesting, an interesting picture. Uh, is this out already or is it premiering uh, in Australia? Has it been out? Because I, I know I'd heard of it. I just haven't really seen or heard anyone talking about it. Um, no, it's not been premiered yet. There's no, there's no premiere dates that have been announced yet. All it's one, all it's, all I've heard is that it's going to be premiering in, um, uh, Australia, I believe probably next month or in October, I believe that's what I've heard. I see. I'm as a resident pyromaniac, I, I have to, (laughs) I have to be a little bit I like the drama that they have with this uh, little blurb here summarizing and the visuals are great. This looks really great and I love fireworks, but I have to just stop them here. I understand that they're trying to be a little bit philosophical with anime is very good with the the object based allegory, but are fireworks round or flat when viewed sideways? (laughs) They they explode in all directions. (laughs) Just saying. Resident pyrotech, <laughs> resident pyromaniac out. <laughs> Am I the only one wondering? Am I the only one wondering if Studio Shaft managed to get the license from Katy Perry to use the song "Fireworks"? <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that would. She's going to give like a little announcement at the beginning of the film. I gave them my promote. I gave them my permission. Maybe one of whoever she goes out on a date with, they'll sing karaoke and they'll sing that song. Baby, your firework. I got song in my head. It actually looks like this movie was made previously in '93. Uh, So this is a remake of a live-action Japanese film. Interesting. Uh, I was I was looking up what the uh, release was. It was actually released August 9th. So you can actually view fireworks. Should we see it from the side or the bottom? Where can we see it? Internet. It looks like uh, it, was, it looks like it was released in Japan on August 18th. And we might just have to wait a little bit to see if it gets licensed or if we can see it in theaters here stateside. But at least we know for certain that Lita and all of the other Australians and, and New Zealanders out there will be able to see this visually intriguing. That's the word I'm going to use. Intriguing mm-hmm. film called Fireworks. It looks and- like uh, Crunchyroll's got a couple of trailers and articles on it, so they might be gunning for that. And I oh. hope. That would be another one of those things they could do. Crunchyroll earlier in the year did like a Crunchyroll movie festival. At a few limited theaters here, 
So if they could do something like that, this would be a good example. That's that, that would be another way. That that's why your name did so well here, uh, just from the word of mouth, and it mm-hmm. got good distribution. This would be another example of Crunchyroll or or Funimation or anybody else could get this movie. That would be that would be a good get because it, it has pedigree, being from Studio Shaft, and I think this is one of those things that looks like it could appeal to more than one demographic. So it's something to keep an eye on. It's definitely something to be interested in. Yes. Uh, now there's something thing. else very exciting. Yes. Yeah. There is something else. Uh, Jack, you and I have talked uh, many times about crowdfunding in, in the anime space. Uh there is another example of this happening, courtesy of Nozomi Entertainment. Uh, they are looking to get Aria, the animation, dubbed for its upcoming Blu-ray release. Uh, the well, it's not about trying to get it because mm. they got it. Oh, they did get it. Oh, oh, jeez, yes. I just, I just looked. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even that trying. Happened. Like, congratulations, that actually happened. Uh, well they done. actually earned just over twice their goal of uh, uh, $110,000. They've received almost 230000 So that's awesome. Well, that that's great. Uh, Lita, fans supporting anime. As we always say, please support the official release. And when something like this succeeds, it's it's pretty awesome, right? Yes, it is. I, I remember scrolling through Twitter last week and I saw this and I just kind of like got like fangirl just a little bit inside. I love seeing this sort of thing. The last time I got this really exciting was for the when Escaflone was um, there was a Kickstarter by Funimation, which was last year or the year before, I believe, um, that it was getting like a new dub after 20 years. And Vision of Escaflone is like my favorite anime of all time, I can say with full confidence. Because we all know how hard it is to answer, what is your favorite anime? I'm sure you guys can understand with that question, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I I never got, I totally forgot the time to even want to pledge for Escaflone. I was kicking myself. I was, but I didn't. And I'm definitely going to pledge for this one, for the Aria the Animation. I've only seen like a little bit of Aria the Animation and it kind of gets a lot of mixed emotions. A lot of people mostly say about it that it's, it is very, very, we're going back to the whole slow pace thing. It's one of those slice of life shows that is very slow, very slow paced. I'm kind of what it considered like one of those like relaxing animes that everything just every, there's no like rush with the plot and there's all these like little, there's all the, like these little adventures that kind of happen in between with all the main four girls that are in the series. And I've never had a true, truly a appreciation like watching this series I kind of didn't give it the benefit of the doubt this was back in my very early days of watching anime so I'm fully ready to grasp this show and give it another go because my mindset is better than how it was say like 10 years ago so I'm very very excited for what um Sergei Nozomi Entertainment is doing this as well so very excited for you babies who may or may not know about, you know, some more older anime series, uh, I would say a, a maybe a more uh, modern comparison of kind of the content of this series would maybe be it's similar 
uh, in focus to Little Witch Academia, or at least what I've seen of Little Witch Academia. It's kind of that'd be a good comparison. Do you do you agree with that, David, or is Arya not something that's really been on your mind? Um, this is actually the first time I've seen or hearing of this series, but just getting a look <gasps> at it, I I love I love the aesthetic. I absolutely love it. Uh, and I'm seeing science fiction, coming of age, drama. Uh, those are all things that I can, I can enjoy. I'm, I'm definitely interested. And as someone who is pro dub, uh, and yep. someone who will watch dubs, but even, uh, not really judging either way, I think in any case like this, a dub is a good thing to increase your audience. So I think it's a good thing to look forward to. I, I would just say the only gripe I have, and it's not even consequential anymore because they have made twice their goal, as stated, um, is just that their reward system, if you take a look at it on this page, is a little bit skewed. Uh, so if, for those of you who mm. maybe want to get like the extras, things like that, they've got like for 25, you get like a bunch of stationery and uh, like some badges and stuff. And then for 40, you only get a badge that says you support Nozomi and then for 60s when you finally get the blu-ray but you don't get any of the other previous things like I I actually appreciate the fact that they didn't you know sometimes people don't want the pointless crap when they pledge a lot of money sometimes they just want the product but this seems like it's all over the place of like why wouldn't the 40 be you know that huge stationary package but I didn't make the thing and they've succeeded. So maybe that was their way of being like, well, at the very least, this will earn us more money because people will have to pay 60 in order to get the Blu-ray to support our release. So, And also Blu-rays well are obscenely expensive in Japan. They're obscenely yeah. expensive. All is well that ends well. And, uh, you know, I liked Aria from what I've seen of it. And I'd, I'd recommend it. And, you know, I'll be keeping an eye out for this because... Pro dub, pro dub, maybe even wubba lubba dub dub. No, I'm no. sorry, I, no. I'm going home now. None of that. Nope. <laughs> I actually, nope. I am home. <laughs> that, that is a that is a big fat nope. There's nowhere for me to go. <laughs> that is an official David executive decision. That is a no. That I've been is a fired. No. <laughs> uh. I'm I'm just saying for the I'm just saying that like I did have while looking at this little Aria Kickstarter, you know, it just makes me go like it's kind of insane that somebody might pledge like five thousand or more. That I it's just crazy of how any of the any when I've seen rewards like that and then they're like all gone like within seconds. And I'm just like, you know, who has that money? Who has that money? It's crazy. Someone that really loves this series and the the max Springfield's one, resident one, free comic book guy, one thousand or more, and s some of the rewards include a voice actor personal video and the special thanks on the Blu-ray, and you'll get to watch a dubbing of the episode. You get a jacket personally signed by Junichi Sato, a, a Blu-ray jacket, the sleeve, uh, amongst. Other things, a coffee mug, a logo patch, a sticker, stationery, and, and a personal thank you, and just all, all kinds of personalized stuff for throwing I'd, I'd love to give them a special. <laughs> I'd like to give them a special custom uh, 
a pledge and then go, no, I, I don't want the Blu-ray jacket. I just want like a Letterman jacket. <laughs> and then you all sign it and be like, yo, I roll with Sato. <laughs> be That'd be awesome. That's, when you said jacket, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Like, holy crap, Look, I would love that. <laughs> if there was a Kickstarter for something related to Ergo Proxy or Gundam, and I could get a Letterman jacket for it, I would put that money down in a second. Don't at me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've got oh, I've got yeah. like two Letterman jackets just for cosplay's sake, or, or just well, one of them's just because I wear the Letterman jacket to go out on delivery and be like, uh uh-huh, I'm just an ordinary country boy. I don't know anything about them their things. Do you want to give me a tip? And then I get a tip. <laughs> But, uh, man, having, like, a Letterman jacket signed by somebody, like, oh, gosh, who would I even want? Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki. <laughs> Just have an essay <laughs> on the back of Japanese. To, to, have, to have Miyazaki sign your Letterman jacket saying something like, you are a pathetic human being, Hayao Miyazaki. No, he'd write a, he'd write a uh, like, a whole paragraph saying, I did not want to do this when <laughs> my assistant brought this to my door. And said, this fool, this gaijin in America wanted you to sign his Letterman jacket. But I did not want to. My hand was cramping from arthritis. And I was about to cry because my allergies are getting up. But I have signed it. And here you have it. And it was a mistake. Enjoy it. And know that you've made me suffer. Love, Hayao Miyazaki. (laughs) Well, I know the three of us don't think anime was a mistake, so uh, we'll, we'll just no. throw this around. Uh, I'll I'll ask you, Lita, first. What actually are you watching or, or playing or reading right now? What's what's got your attention? What's on your eye? Oh God, um, I'm I'm watching a few things right now. Um, so I guess I could start off with one that David's probably been. I know you've been following me on Twitter recently. David, uh, which is Gundam Zero Zero. Yeah. (laughs) 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 The gremlins have come. It was was like a gremlin laugh. Very nice, Jack. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about Gundam Double O, Lita. I will say for everyone out there, Gundam Double O is the Gundam series that I always recommend 100% of the time as people's first Gundam show. When people ask me, David, you love Gundam. Where where should I start with Gundam? I'm not the type of person that says, just watch it all. Oh my god, just, just watch all of it. <laughs> I, I just, like, start from the very beginning. Start from 0079 and just watch it all. No, I, I don't do that. I say to people, start with Gundam 00, see how you feel about that, and then get back to me. Because I believe that Gundam 00 is the best animated for its time, and probably the closest comparison to what was successful here in the U.S. is Gundam Wing. I feel like that's the closest spiritual successor uh, in Gundam 00. And and I just love the series in general as a whole. So, Lita, how have you been feeling about Gundam 00 so far? Um, okay, so this is probably, let's see, probably my sixth or seventh Gundam series I'm watching. I um, You're not the only one that I know has recommended this to me. I have 
have very many other Mecha Gundam friends and we're all excited. I've even put like this little personal little dump place on my Twitter, which people can go follow, uh, where I'm giving, I'm just dumping all my thoughts on Gundam Zero Zero. Right now I'm on episode seven. I'm very slow at the moment with the series because realizing it was like 50 episodes, you're thinking it was like 25. I don't know why I thought that. Um, so I'll be honest, like, so probably for the first one to the what about one three or four episodes it, I thought it was a bit slow trying to get into the um I was I'm trying me trying to feel kind of invested in the story at first because uh, you know like one of the main protagonists which is Satsuna um I feel like the guy is like this robot when he talks Satsuna all the time yes he he looks like he's this psychological mess from right off the bat from episode one and just seeing a bit of his glimpses of his past and stuff, I can just tell that this this guy has been through hell and back. I can tell. Oh, yeah. Mm. As they and, say, as they say, Setsuna has seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what they say? <laughs> no, that would definitely sum it up, right? Um, I really like the premise of the story. Um, I like the idea of um, that there are all these three main organizations that are fighting over the power of solar energy and where this massive um, solar energy system was created, um, you know, for fossil fuels and everything. And um, that now that kind of power is sort of sort of limited between and that's what is causing all the war and then we have this main private organization and celestial being that comes into the picture and declares that they are going to stop all war and they will be hostile towards anybody that wants to start anything so it's it's interesting it is because of how it's viewed that you know some people view celestial being with all these gundam meisters as these saviors or they are just no different from anybody else and that they're just causing war themselves. So right now I'm wondering how long they can keep up with all this predicting in their little missions they're doing right now, how long that will keep up because I'm seeing that they're only following the orders of this old man that made this public announcement about, oh, we are celestial being, blah, 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 making this announcement about their organization. And, um, yeah, so right now, I'm, I'm now I can say that I'm liking Gundam Zero Zero. I think the first couple of episodes, I was kind of like, eh, this is very slow-paced. But um, I knew Gundam has never let me down before when any series I watched, and I knew that it wouldn't let me down again. So right now, I'm, I'm liking Gundam Zero Zero. Ray, yay! <laughs> that that just war- that warms my soul. That that warms my soul significantly <laughs> because it is as far as the non-universal century Gundam. It is definitely my favorite. So that makes me happy, and and I'm glad you're enjoying it. And I look forward to continuing to read your tweets about Gundam Double O. So everybody, follow Lita at Lita Kino or at Kino's Reviews. It's at Kino's <laughs> Reviews, right? It's at Kino's <laughs> reviews. That's okay, everybody. No, it's, it's right. Ampersand Kino Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long name. Would that even fit? <laughs> <laughs> when, when I I want to find the 
alternate universe where everything is exactly the same with social media, except for instead of the at sign, they use the ampersand. <laughs> so it's like, oh, so your name is and Jack D. Tyler D. No, it's 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 Jack D. Tyler D. And Jack D. Tyler D. No, 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 it's not. All right, and I don't know. Jack, I... what what are you watching? <laughs> Okay, well, um, I'm actually listening to some stuff. Uh, I've I've been rewatching a couple anime movies. I rewatched How. Speaking of slow paced, really slow, Um, as well as Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva. That's just a good heartwarming thing. Uh, An American, well, not an American. I think it's a uh, British Canadian uh, movie called The Mysterious Geographical Findings of Jasper Morello. It's about 20 minutes, and if you're a fan of Jules Verne style. science fiction and if you liked the last third of the back to the future trilogy then yes you do uh i'd highly recommend it um and i've been listening to uh harmontown which uh is a D podcast uh featuring dan Harmon, who is the uh, creator of community as well as other stuff he's also responsible for that youtube ad that wakes me up in the middle of the night because my sound is cranked and he shouts let's quest so, you know, uh, I've got like a love-hate relationship with Dan Harmon. And uh, SAC Anime is coming up, David. And I'm actually hyped for a lot of the guest appearance. Now, David knows, and a lot of listeners might know, that when I go to conventions, I basically just go for three to four things. Uh, to see cosplay, to be seen in my cool cosplay, to drink and then the maybe fourth thing is if I am with somebody who is into that or I can find somebody who is into that, then I, you know, I, I get laid or sure. or I lay someone else. So, sure. you know, you got some stuff. There's actually some, some panels and guest appearances that I'm interested in and one that I was uh, suddenly thrust into at the last minute. So I'll actually uh, I'll run through them really quick. There's a lot of guests. Uh, appearances. Uh, so I'll just go through the ones that I'm interested in. Uh, Kira Buckland, who is responsible for a lot of female voices in recent video game stuff, including Trucy Wright from Spirit of Justice, the Ace Attorney series. Um, there's also the voices of Zenyatta, Roadhog, and Genji from the popular Overwatch. And I'm definitely going to be hitting up uh, Josh because I really enjoy the character Roadhog. We also have the cast, the Rangers from Power Rangers Dino Charge. All of the Rangers are showing up. Yes, even the Gold Ranger. So that's Claire Blackwelder, Camille Hyde, Davi Santos, Michael Tabor, James Davies, and Brendan Maja. Maja? Maja. And they're all going to be giving out autographs. Sam Regal, one of my favorite voice actors of all time, he uh, is actually responsible uh, for this extremely excellent uh, video of he read off Spider-Man memes because he he was Spider-Man. And John Ratzenberger, who which I I will not leave him behind this time because I I like sack anime is kind of whatever in terms of management and uh people have to be really hard on the volunteers you're not old enough to watch cheers (laughs) i love cheers i loved cheers and i loved (laughs) frazier i was raised off of like a decade before i was supposed to exist (laughs) like i feel like uh 
oh man, there was a book where like a protagonist was raised as if they were like five years older or something like that because they were, uh, they faced some kind of trauma, like they lost their parents or something. So they were raised like it was still like the 80s or something. So I'm like that character. Uh, also, Roger Craig Smith and J. Michael Ooh. Tatum. So. Yeah, I'm I'm just all around excited. I'll try and go to all the things that I'll go to for the panels, get some autographs. I'm going to try and bring my box of uh, my copy of Overwatch for uh, the Overwatch VAs and my copy of Cars for uh, Ratzenberger to sign because my copies of Cheers are all digital. And even if I did have copies of Cheers physically, I don't think that they want me to bring in like a radio hit, uh, radio flyer wagon just filled with DVDs because gosh that show is long um and then i was uh, uh cosplay cosplay uh so it's a three-day con and i'm not coming for day zero on thursday so i've got three to four cosplays much like the three to four things i aim to do so the cosplays are baby driver from the movie baby driver which if you haven't seen that see it it's excellent absolutely fantastic it's probably still in theaters for a little bit um so I got Baby Driver. I've got uh, Robbie Rotten be- because Sack Anime is the place to go for that. I'm kind of a random, uh, almost celebrity there for being the guy who cosplays Robbie Rotten and obnoxiously ruins everybody's life. Um, and uh, Joker, bringing back Joker just because uh, it's a nice light cosplay, you know, short sleeves, all that kind of stuff. Any and, thoughts uh, on the upcoming movie, Jackson? Uh, for Batman? Uh, no, uh, for Joker. For Joker? Joker's getting a movie? Yeah, just a few days ago, it was announced that Warner Brothers is working on developing a Joker movie. No. Uh, you know what? I think I did see that on Google Newsstand because I'm pretty sure that the headline was something like Jared Leto kicked out or something like that. So yeah, also, that'll be fun. Jack, I will say... Uh, if you do meet Roger Craig Smith, please, for me, for your old buddy David, just don't start screaming Sonic memes at him. I won't. I like Roger Craig Smith. He does a good job. <laughs> He's a good guy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I might not have time for that because I had to get a cosplay together in... I- I've had my records for cosplay. I actually got my Joker cosplay together and painted everything, got everything together for it in less than a week. It's the Lego Joker, by the way, because Zach Galifianakis actually did a really solid job. Uh, I have to. I got a cosplay together in two days, and when I tell you what it is, it's going to make perfect sense because I was invited to be on a another cosplay panel for a cartoon show to be in character and answer questions in character in a weird little fan Q&A. And that panel is for the show Rick and Morty. And they needed a Rick. I'm really surprised that not everybody on the panel wanted to be Rick. You damn kids and your Rick and Morty. I swear. I, I have to be honest with you, David. I've actually only seen like maybe five episodes. I don't really... It's it's really not my cup of tea, uh, because you know what what are you gonna do? Honestly, I, I feel like this is gonna be really blasphemous to the listeners. So that's at Jack D Tyler D on Twitter. Uh, I think that the Amazing World of Gumball and Rick and Morty pose similar philosophical questions, but Gumball gives you better solutions. Sometimes the solution is to avoid, but at the very least, you're not soapboxing for six minutes for things. But 
I've got a foolproof way to get it through, get through that panel, David. And that's to be drunk the day before and just tune out that entire half an hour. Oh, wait, no, it's an hour and a half. Sorry. Still, you know, have, it'll work. I, I, it'll I wish work. I could tell you you're not the first drunk Rick at a Rick and Morty panel that I've known, but you're not. <laughs> it'll it'll be fine because honestly that's what they're coming for (laughs) that'll be good yeah you are yeah you are honestly when when someone asks you when a close friend asks you and your whole reason to going to cons in the first Mm -hmm. place is to whore yourself out as the cool person who dresses up as the things kids are gonna like why wouldn't why wouldn't i why wouldn't I? It'll be it'll be more exposure so I can stop being the guy who cosplayed Robbie Rotten once. <laughs> Even though I'm and, still bringing Robbie Rotten. As it turns out, <laughs> memes can save him or, or memes have saved him, so I'm I'm very happy, but maybe so maybe that's not a bad driver's thing. definitely the one I'm most excited for. No, it's absolutely true. But I'm I'm mostly excited for Baby Driver. I've got my vintage Gen 3 iPod uh, I'm going to be blasting the soundtrack as I walk along with my sign that I've made that looks like a hello, my name is name tag, but it's oversized and says, hello, my name is Baby, I'll be your driver. So nice. we'll see how that goes. That's the one I'm most excited for. Uh, obviously, people are mostly excited for the panel, that kind of stuff. And uh, I will uh, reconvene the next next time that we have a podcast and let everybody know how that shindig went. So, yeah. uh, I do believe that Lita and I's mutual co-host Shay Tari is going to be at SAC Anime. I know she's gone a couple of times in the past, uh, although I know she was just at Crunchyroll Expo as well. Uh, she was cosplaying an Amazon from Themyscira, uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, so she might be there at SAC Anime. I'm not 100% sure. Lita, did you hear if Shay was going to be at SAC Anime or not? Uh, no, I haven't yet. All I know is that she's gone to Crunchyroll Expo. She is at uh, this weekend that she went to, so I'm not sure on that. Oh boy, two, two cons in two weeks. That's, that's oh. only the things my my friends that have artist alley booths do. So probably not. Uh, Shay, <laughs> Shay, uh, take care of yourself. If I see you, I'll see you. If I don't, you know that means that you're <laughs> resting. So you do what you will. Uh, Please be careful. Yes, but have fun. Have fun. Yes, have fun. Uh, Yes, have fun. I have been enjoying actual anime. Uh, I'm actually watching anime, believe it or not, everybody. And I don't want to make this sound too much like an ad, but there has been a new streaming site that I've been checking out lately. Uh, I believe it's pronounced highdive.com. H-I-D-I-V-E. Com. I believe it comes from the remnants of the anime network, and they are a streaming site. They're a new streaming site. They're, they have dubs, they have subs, they have a couple of original things as well, uh, and a few adaptations. One in particular, uh, and we're, we're going to get, well, both of these are really old school, but they're timeless. Uh, one of them is... Uh, an anime that I think needs no introduction uh, unless you're, like, a baby. Uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Uh, I had never watched a lot of the show in full. Uh, only bits and pieces here and there. But High Dive has Legend of the Galactic Heroes in full. 
they're releasing episodes weekly, almost like it was a real TV show on a TV network, which is kind of cool. I kind of appreciate that. But yes, the the famed Legend of the Galactic Heroes, the long-running sci-fi anime light novel novel of hundreds of characters and the one sci-fi show uh, and space drama, space opera that many compare to Mobile Suit Gundam just in terms of scope and reach in Japan. Uh, and I gotta say, when I... I just jumped in at an episode, at the most recent episode they were showing. It was episode 34. I was instantly hooked because it did, even on its 34th episode, it did a good job of introducing which characters were important, their motivations, and the entire scope of this giant galactic war and why it mattered so much and why one person was so important and why this person had their motivations. And I gotta say, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, this show looks like it is going to be everything I've ever heard about it and more. Uh, just while I was watching it, I saw review after review after review after review just saying that it is truly one of the all-time greats. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this holds up. Uh, another show, uh, staying in the 80s, uh, no secret, everyone knows I love Gundam, so of course I hold a great deal of respect for Yoshiki Tomino. He released a show in 1982 after Mobile Suit Gundam and after Space Runway Edeon. So at least for this period in 1982, he was starting to come out of his depression and be on a bit of an upturn. And the show that came out in 1982 was called Combat Mecha Zabungle. Uh, this show is kind of a desert mech show. Uh, where there are warring factions, but it all takes place in the desert, and we have our young protagonist, and uh, it's a significantly more lighthearted than Mobile Suit Gundam, and oh god, is it more lighthearted than Adeon. Uh, Tomino has a history of his bouts of depression really affecting the shows that he's making uh, at any given time. Uh, Zabungle right now is definitely where you can see that he's definitely in better spirits. Uh, the show is written in a way where it is not so desolate and not so misanthropic. The robot battles for 1982 are very good. And the opening theme is your classic 70s, 80s, male-voiced, with trumpets and horns, Go Giant Robot Go anime theme. And when I hear songs like this from this era, I just, I just light up because they just don't make them like this anymore. And that's Combat Mecha Zabungle. Zabunguru, as they say in the theme song. Zabunguru. Zabunguru. And everyone. Spider-Man. Yes. Yes. Uh, and Jack, you know that theme song? If you can imagine that with Zabungle, yes, it's it's that. <laughs> it's more of that. Yes. 
And, and you know I love those 70s anime themes so much. And oh, yeah. Zabungle is no different. So everyone check out Zabungle and check out HighDive.com. They may have something that you're interested in. Uh, again, it looks like they're I'm still fairly new. They're fairly new still. Uh, but their streaming is pretty solid. Not terribly expensive. Uh, they do not have an app as of yet, but they've definitely said that they are working on getting one. So, yeah, check out HighDive.com. And this was not an ad, I promise. I wish. Hey, HighDive, if you check this out, hey, at just call hey. me DJM, DJM at DeltaJulietMike.com. What's up? Yeah, ch- check out that anime. Check out what everyone's been watching. And I think that's it. So I'll just say right now... Lita, thank you so much for joining us on the anime podcast of some sort this week. Uh, tell everyone what you've got going on at your anime corner. And and tell everyone about Owls, too. I, I really want to hear about Owls more. Okay. Oh, I just want to say thank you for having me. This is, like my, I guess, my first sort of official podcast instead of doing my own. So um, right now for my uh, I guess what's going on in my blog sphere, I guess we'll call um, right now I have been writing, prepping, planning, my soul dying over this last month for August because I've been doing preparation for something for September for my blog. Um, so it's an, it's mostly this is dedicated to all the people that follow me, all 500 and something of you. So um, I've been sort of anticipating what, uh, how I would go about announcing this probably by the time whenever this I guess podcast comes out I will already have announced it but um, I have been planning to blog every single day for the month of September I did this last September but um, I decided to do it again and put myself put myself through the turmoil of posting every single day so um, all the posts I have planned are all ones I've wanted to write for a long time. And also um, these are all ones that are completely random. Nobody know, nobody will know what I'm going to post every single day. So it's just, it's, it's, and all these posts are something that I want to be good quality articles. I have been tossing and turning over them. I have, there's at least 20, there'll be at least, I don't know how many days are in September, at least 29, 30 there are articles. 30. Yes, people are going to get 30 articles from me. So, <laughs> that's well, where can we see these me. articles? Um, you can see that on my uh, blog, which is um, no, at uh, Lita Kino Anime Corner at dot wordpress.com. So, um, that's if people, you know, want to check it out. I know people these days would rather watch something than read something, but it's been nice to learn that out there there is this blogging community that I've got myself invested into and there are a lot of people that do read your stuff they do so um i've loved blogging for the last two years i've had my blog and i don't intend to stop now i don't so anybody's welcome to check it out for next month if they would like to (laughs) so it's a free for all and um i know that you mentioned about my group um owls um i still forget the name of our full um otaku something warriors i still forget the full name of it um, otaku warriors for liberty and self-respect <laughs> that's pretty sexy <laughs> that's a yes. good it's a good way to that's that's like 
if you were dressed up as a magical girl, you could introduce <laughs> yourself to people as the otaku warriors. <laughs> it would be so good. Like, like that's just that's your Sailor Moon battle cry. <laughs> Sailor Jupiter. Sailor Jupiter. It's true. Yes. Go forth, my otaku warriors. <laughs> I get, I can just sort of I can just sort of see it right now. Um so I know you wanted to know more about it, um, David. So um, I've been a part of this group for about um, since the start of since the start of it, which was this year in January. Um, uh, and the name of it, the Otaku Warriors for Liberty and Self Respect. Um, actually, one of our sort of presidents, um, she came up with the name. And of how the group all came about is one of my fellow blogger friends in the blogging community is known as Otaku Gamer Zone. And he is the reason that actually the group came to be. And um, I think it all started when Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump became president. And, Say um, no more. Say no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And okay. living that dream, baby. Well, not dream. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, it, I. I <sighs> It's, that's it's that's all that experience. needs to be said. We're aware. We are acutely aware of what's happening. Oh, are we aware? Uh, I, uh, I I'm living that. Yeah, I I do feel sorry for you guys. I I really do. There's nothing more to say. Seriously, he's in our news in Australia like every week about something about something and I'm not going to say any more on that but not saying he's the reason the group came about oh my god no um it's uh mainly our group is that we want to just spread some positivity within the internet and the world basically we know we're but a small group but we just you know want to you know make a little little difference in the world so i will read you our prompt because i feel it'll be better explained than me explaining it we are a group of otaku bloggers who promote acceptance of all individuals regardless of race gender sexual orientation religion and disability we emphasize the importance of respect kindness and tolerance to every human being even though we come from all walks of life each and every one of our amazing members are dedicated to our cause so our group has grown over the last six months. We've at least got over 20 members now, nearly 30, nearly 30. It's just, just mind-boggling even now. And uh, basically the aim of our group is that every month we do a thing called a blog carnival tour. And our group, all our members, consist of YouTubers, um, mostly bloggers. There's about like three YouTubers, including me, and then most of them all bloggers. And we use the medium anime and other pop culture to talk about our topics every month. So this month for August, our month is known as Bloodlines, and we are looking at family. We're looking at family in anime and through through anime and pop culture. Just about how in I'll read you a little prompt as well, so you guys can get a better idea. So family relationships include a child and his or her parents, siblings, rivalries, adoptions, etc. Some people's some questions about family that we will be contemplating on include how one's family shapes his or her identity. How do we define family? How does a broken household influence a person's view on family? And we are exploring this through different. Um, mediums in anime so recently my recent post um i did a video for instead of writing i talk i used for the anime fairy tale 
and I talk about how fam- how the representation of family is reflected a lot in fairy tale. So that's kind of the idea of our group and what we do. And also every month we do an end of live stream. I'm included in this and I have two other co-hosts. And we talk about our members' posts and what they explored and just have like a general discussion and including everybody who follows us. So that is what the name, the aim of our group is. And, um, yeah, we've been getting a lot of um, attention recently and um, it's been really good. So if you would like to find out more about our group, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter mainly. Um, It's at Owls Bloggers. And, yeah. Very, very good. Lita, uh, thank you so much for for joining us on APOS. You are welcome back anytime. And at another time, we'll try and make something a little bit more Aussie-friendly for you. Uh, for, for a better time. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'm, like, considered half Aussie, half UK, I guess you could say. I'm, I'm sort of stuck in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, well, we're very grateful for you coming on. Uh, Jack, what, are, oh, what yeah. are you up to? What are you up to? What are you got going on? Are you drawing? Well, in preparation, are you, are, are you gramming? I'm drawing. I'm gramming. So yeah, for those of you who don't know, I'm taking a minor hiatus from uh, the tumblos, but I'm still like reposting stuff uh, through that magic known as linking your social media accounts. So my Instagram stuff goes. Uh, there at Dr. Junkenstein, I presume, .tumblr.com. But I'm actually going to be changing it like I changed my Instagram. I'll be changing basically everything just kind of to have the same name. Unfortunately, uh, Jack D, Tyler D, like my Twitter, has been taken for both of those. So what I'm uh, thinking of doing is just keeping uh, both kind of image-based things, Tumblr and Instagram, under... Uh, this new one because Jack the Artiste, like people are having trouble finding me, which is weird. So I'm just having them just search for my name because when they just search for Jack Draws, which is the name I have on there, you know, this isn't the important or interesting part. The important and interesting thing is my Tumblr is Dr. Junkenstein, I presume, at Tumblr.com or dot Tumblr.com. It's different. It's not the ampersands yet. It's not that reality. Uh, Instagram is Rock Behind the Wheel. Nope. No uh, different weird ways of spelling anything. No uh, no changes, no additional E's, no hyphens, just rock behind the wheel. And that'll eventually be my Tumblr when I'm on hiatus. And you can just find all that stuff because it all just goes into an influx where I scream and uh, talk about stuff. And, uh, oh, I was watching The Tick. Well, it <laughs> just ruined the editing, but I just remembered I was watching the Tick series because I was yelling about it on Twitter at jackdtylerd.com. Uh, thank you so much <laughs> for putting up with that. You're doing great. It's been Jack. one I'm hell of a day. You. You know, you're doing great. I'm you know, proud of you. And Ringo's proud of you. So you're doing all it's right. It's true. I was I was barely almost not here. So, you know, uh, look forward to cosplay pictures, uh, pictures pictures of art pictures of things i'm getting finally getting together an art compilation book i'm gonna start with a fan art one because i'm thinking that's gonna be getting the people and uh we'll see about hawking that at my next convention so you know stay tuned because there's good stuff good stuff Back all right everybody 
Stay tuned. DeltaJulietMike.com is very, very close to its relaunch revamp uh, as I am now officially out of my hiatus retirement of sorts from podcasting. DeltaJulietMike.com is being relaunched and redesigned and will give you all sorts of easy access to all of the podcasts I create at DeltaJulietMike.com. If you like what you're listening to here, Go ahead and give us a five stars on iTunes. Give us some positivity in Stitcher and wherever you get your podcasts. Because thanks to the all-new DeltaJulietMike.com, you have my personal guarantee that you can get them anywhere and everywhere. I promise. And at Just Call Me DJM on Twitter, if you feel so inclined. For Alita Kino and Jack D, I'm DJM. Thank you all for listening to APOS. And we'll talk to you in a little bit when there's more stuff to talk about. Kirishama-sen! Kirishama-sen!